Welcome to the Scrum.org Community Podcast, a podcast from the home of Scrum. In this podcast, we feature professional Scrum trainers and other Scrum practitioners sharing their stories and experiences to help learn from the experience of others. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to the Scrum.org Community Podcast. I'm your host, Dave West, CEO here at Scrum.org in Boston, Massachusetts. Um, today's podcast is one of my favorites, really, this idea, this, this focus on our professional scrum trainers and their journey. So actually, I've discovered a lot of very interesting things around members of our community as we've done these podcasts. Today, I'm, I'm very fortunate. Um, Andriana Marshall, uh, PST based in California, uh, is joining us on today's podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Andriana. Thank you. Happy to be here. And you're based in California, but California is huge. Where in California are you talking to us from? Yeah, I'm in the Los Angeles area. If anyone listening has seen Hollywood Bling on Netflix, I live in like the boring part that they talk bad about, that they're like the real sleepy areas. <laughs> so I live in the Valley of LA. So it's really calm, really chill area, but also not like about 20 minutes away from like downtown and Hollywood. So it's not far from all the action, but that's where I grew up and I'm back here. Great. I mean, that as, as obviously an Englishman, that's incredibly interesting and uh, exciting and sounds very glamorous. But uh, tell them, our, our listeners love to know a little bit. Tell a fun fact about you. I mean, growing up in L.A., there must be something super interesting. Yeah, I've been I, I went to private school most of my life, so I was fortunate enough to go to school with some celebrity kids, Nisi Nash, I went to school with her son, that's one of them. Um, I actually, one of the schools, our rival school, um, the everyone knows the Fonzie, right? <laughs> so yeah. Fonzie actually, his son went to a rival school. So we got to meet him when we were like in junior high because his son was playing against our school. So I always thought that was really fun and I got to meet the Fonz. <laughs> so that's one of the, <laughs> I would say that's a fun fact. Or a couple I, I mean, I'm a big fan of Henry Winkler and uh, obviously Happy Days was a part of my my youth as it was so many people's youth. So, all right, talking of Happy Days, uh, let's do that's a very bad segment into. Uh, can you give a little uh, a little bit, uh, our audience, a little bit of uh, context to your background uh, and how you got to, be, you know, this sort of professional scrum trainer. Let's start at the, at the very beginning, because that's a very good place to begin, not to quote a song. Uh, so, Andrea, what, what, where did you, where did it all begin for you? Yeah, so I'll kind of go back a little bit to like the college days. <laughs> so I was, I got my undergraduate in about 20, 2011. And so during that time, I was looking for a job, couldn't find one. My parents were like, just we're still sort of in a recession jobs hadn't got come back yet at this point so my parents were like just go get your MBA so I went got my MBA I come out of that in 2013 I finally get a job but it is not really kind of what I thought it was an executive assistant job but it, I was really fortunate that she wasn't really looking for someone to get coffee she was looking for someone to manage projects and it was for the CTO and she was hiring a new director and this guy was like, I want to do this thing called scrum. 
And absolutely nobody had any idea what this was. I was still an executive assistant, but they needed someone to actually like fill it, fill in some roles. And so they were like, just go down there and manage the project. <laughs> and they had said that, but he was like, no, I want someone with more experience. And one of the other people was like, we can't get you someone right now. Just pack your stuff and go downstairs. <laughs> so I packed literally that day. I packed my stuff and went downstairs. And so um, initially I was just kind of helping him out with the projects and we hadn't fully gone to scrum at that point. But uh, a few weeks later, he's like, I found a trainer. They're going to come to the office. They're going to train every single person in like our, it was a, a little bit of a small technical org, but he's like, they're going to, he's going to train every single person in our org. So he comes in, he trains us all, which by the way, everything was a total mess before that. I, I'd like to say we were using waterfall, but it was kind of more like a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I, I can't even, you know, it's disrespectful to even call it waterfall, what we were doing. It was a total mess. Um, stakeholders were not happy. They felt like, you know, we were a black box. They couldn't understand what we were doing. And truthfully, we didn't understand all the time what we were doing. So, so um, <laughs> it wasn't anything, you know, wrong in how they felt like it was the truth. So this guy comes in, he's with us for a day and he's hanging out with us and he's talking about Scrum and we're obviously learning all the different things. But that's like my intro to Scrum. That was literally my very first training and understanding of Scrum. And when you, that first day when that uh, trainer came in and introduced the, the ideas, what, what was your instant reaction? I mean, you weren't steeped in, obviously doing an MBA, obviously you'd been introduced to some ideas about project management you know you but but you weren't steeped in waterfall you weren't steeped in the PMI or any of that kind of stuff what was your first reaction to it well first I was like what are these terms even mean <laughs> they were all so new so that was like the first thing and you know um one of the things that that was challenging is like Fibonacci I'm like what is this numbering system but Ultimately, I really loved the team aspect because it really felt like we were just a bunch of individuals working and that, especially I have a background in sports. I played college basketball and I grew up in sports my whole life. Any, any activity my mother could put me in, I was in. <laughs> so I'm really used to working on a team. So that concept just made a lot of sense in the workplace to me that we were completely missing, although we thought we had it. And that kind of that training really highlighted that aspect of like how we work together as a team in this professional setting. Yeah, so that sort of like false idea, just because they say you're a team, unless you have shared goals, unless you come together frequently to observe and to support each other, unless you plan together, it, it isn't really a team. Uh, and and obviously that in, introduced that. So so you were introduced to Scrum, you, you know this this passion began in you around uh, agility where did it go next well eventually he did end up hiring someone with more experience and so oh, this guy boo, got boo, I know, hiss. right it was terrible uh, this guy had um more more experience they got him trained as a scrum master so uh he got a certification and so forth and then but then they decide oh we want you to do two roles we want you to be the scrum master and the product owner and you know sometimes that really works out but in this case it didn't which also worked out for me because i was like hi so he got this certification i'd like to get this certification so i went to the two-day training i continued to basically learn and and grow and then i was like okay i'm working with one team as a 
scrum master. I'd really like to work with this other team as a scrum master. So I was able to basically grow my skills, my career, just by being patient, paying attention, um, learning, applying those things, even those really random things that I wanted to try. The team was like, okay. So I'd be like, oh, I read this article about how um, this one team kind of changed their scrum board a little bit. So instead of having like uh, to do in progress done, they flipped it the opposite way. So it's done in progress to do. <laughs> and so just like these random things, the team was like, okay, sure, we'll do that. But they were like really receptive and it really gave me the opportunity to experience different things and also show growth with, within the teams that I was working with. So basically that's where it went. I started learning more um, different blogs and articles of other people's experiences and um that and I stayed with that company for about three years and what and, and I assume that they was they were getting some success out of using scrum and working in this way and obviously it helps that there's a very motivated individual such as yourself helping them to become more more successful so it was going well yeah it was fantastic before we would have, I'll, I'll give one example. <laughs> one of the developers was like, this thing would have taken us a year and it took us one month to get done. And that just had me cracking up because it was like, he's so right because we'd have one individual working on something. Then they would get interrupted by five, six stakeholders and really not finish that thing that was really small and probably could have yeah. been done really quickly. But, and they they didn't have the support of the other the other team members. So um, and then another example is uh, once we started having our sprint review, the stakeholders absolutely loved that. And it wasn't just like a feel good moment. We were actually catching issues. So they came up with two features that they wanted. And we're going through it. We're talking through it. And one of the developers goes, we will completely corrupt the data if we do both of these. And everyone just stops. Everyone's like, okay, explain a little more. So he starts talking to us about how these two features actually contradict each other and will corrupt the data. And they got paid off of their data. They needed that information. So we were able to find issues that otherwise someone would have just done and let it be corrupted. Yeah. And then when we find the issue, we'll just deal with it then. So we were catching things a lot earlier uh, by just collaborating with our stakeholders. Yeah, that is a, it's it's a big change when you're used to sort of more of a projecty kind of model, or in your case, I guess it was more of a task kind of model, where people were off doing tasks, there was somebody trying to manage all those tasks, but off they went, don't talk, just do, and and stakeholders, you know, came in and out, it makes it so much, much clearer. So, okay, so now you've been infected with the scrum bug, we like, uh, we're sort of a, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. The, we, we like spreading this Scrum bug here at Scrum.org. So, the you've got the Scrum bug, you've got the Agile bug. What happens next? So, I think on one end, I'll go back and say when that guy came and trained us, I really liked it. I thought it was really cool that he was going to different organizations and helping them basically become a team mm. and actually produce work on a regular basis. So, 
that was something I always had in the back of my mind. I, my mom still laughs to this day because I told her, I was like, that's something I might want to do in the future. <laughs> and I ended up doing it. So when I finally became a PST, she was like, you said you're going to do this like nine, 10 years ago. I'm like, well, here I am. It took a little while, but I got there. Um, so the next, you know, it was basically a lot of the same, which is continuing to learn to con continuing to grow. I did change companies a couple more times after that. And I grew my skills in terms of like actually being able to train and teach. So I actually did like official training at Amazon where we would do these mini agile trainings. So we would do intros for a few hours where people would really get to understand the basics. And then you can actually go and coach and work with these teams um, and help them implement um, or start practicing Scrum. So that's pretty much where it continued to grow is like, I looked at like, okay, what are the gaps in my skills? What are the gaps that I see at an organization that I'm working in? Is it training? Is it coaching? Is it mentoring? Which you always have to mentor people <laughs> if you're working on the team with them. And then one of the things that I loved was uh, one of the organizations that I worked at had a community of practice. So it's like a bunch of nerdy scrum masters or at the agile <laughs> coaches coming together. And we would learn everything. So not just Scrum and Agile, but if it was a coding segment, someone would come and teach us, you know, coding or cloud or something along those lines. So um, even though we were specifically talking a lot about Scrum, there's a lot of opportunity to grow your skills within that and still as a Scrum master or product owner or, or developer, continue to grow and, and hone in your skills so that you can continuously improve just like we want the whole team to as an individual. I have to take, I took on that like, same thing for myself. It is interesting. I just want to lean into a little bit something you said around you really enjoy helping teams become teams and then become better as teams. Why do you think that is? Why, you know, what, what kind of thing stands out when a team becomes a team or when they start getting better and when they start improving? Can you talk a little bit about that? Well, I'll, I'll first start with work doesn't suck. <laughs> work, <laughs> I'll start no, with that. No, it must suck. Don't tell my team that. So It's very important it sucks. That's why it's called work and not fun. <laughs> Once you start working in that team environment and start producing work and value to your users, it feels really good. People are happier and a lot of the petty things that happen, we tend to let go because it doesn't even matter. Like we're creating something of value and we're really focused on that. So... Um, that's the first thing I found work to be more enjoyable when we all started working together and producing something. Um, and you don't get yelled at by stakeholders. <laughs> so that's another aspect of that. They're actually happy. That's a such thing. They can be happy. Um, and then I think maybe it's a, some of the background I have in sports as well, like that cohesiveness, um, the bond you create with people, it feels really good. So at least from, from my standpoint, that's what makes me happy, drives me. Um, and then seeing teams go from like, you know, really terrible experience to a great experience and producing value that always feels good. I'm going back to that, but <laughs> that always feels really good. Um, just on a, like, I don't want to go to work and not produce anything or have a crappy experience. And I, no one else, no one that I know actually wants to do that. It just, the environment feels like a black cloud is over you. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now, it makes a lot of sense. And unfortunately, a lot of people, work does suck a bit. You know, it's just like endless meetings, endless sort of like 
things where you don't feel like you're you're delivering value and it, it's it's great to get your perspective the other thing you mentioned which i i just want to pull out a little bit the that that feeling of comradeship uh, uh, that feeling of that team, you know, the sports team, the the bonding, the relationships that 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 grow from that. I think creating an environment where that flourishes, I think, is uh, is super super interesting. Okay, so um, gone to a few different organizations, doing some, you know, the the Amazon training experience. You're working with all sorts of community, a community of practice, helping them be successful leaning into certain skills etc when did you decide you wanted to be a professional scrum trainer it's not a it's not an easy journey um uh it it, it can be quite arduous um we think rewarding and fabulous as well but uh, it can be quite arduous why did why did you decide to become a pst Well, it is a hard journey. It looks a lot simpler on paper. So like when you go to scrum.org, you read it. I thought it was like, oh, okay. Yeah, this is, this is smooth Pass sailing, some right? Tests, yeah. Do some interviews. Sounds easy peasy. Yeah. Um, no, it's really not. But I think the seed was already planted, like I said, in 2014. So, so I already had that in the back of my mind. And then once I really started getting the experience, I was like, wow, I really like this. And how can I really scale this? How can I get better? Um, yeah. And yeah, I definitely got better through this process. <laughs> that is for sure. But yeah, so that bug was kind of already there. And then the pandemic really hit because I had mm. more time. I wasn't traveling anymore. I'm now working from home. So I had a bit more time to actually figure out like, is this the direction? I, mean, I think we were all probably doing some self-reflection <laughs> in 2020, but I really got to think about like, where do I want to go in the future? What really makes me happy? What am I really excited about and thinking about when I go to work every day? And this is one of the aspects. How do I, what are the next steps? So I, I obviously did my research. Um, I ended up, um, meeting meeting scott adams i went to one of his trainings so i was like hi i'd like to do this thing and he was like let's do it and i basically somehow also like i was like okay yeah let's do it i want to do it but like yeah so he kind he kind of uh by de facto became my mentor i don't know if he really wanted to be or not but he ended up being my mentor and then um yeah then i also met jill as well who helped mentor me as well but that was kind of the bug and that was like the in 2020 it was like where do I want to go I like I said I think we were all doing some self-reflection so it, it's interesting I mean yeah we, we many of our community Scott being one of them uh love to get it, it's strange because they want others to join the community though you'd think that they want to be specialists and unique and 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 unique but um the, the the reality is our community is is a very collaborative supportive environment and um that's part of the process you know we we mentor and 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 hopefully it's a a learning process as you become a pst and it's great that it was was for, for you so all right so now you're a pst and doing the pst thing around professional scrum one thing that our listeners really uh, it, it, it's an interesting topic and you think that everybody would give the same answer, but what does professional scrum mean to you? Andriana, what, what do you, what do you, what does it mean to you? 
to me, it basically means we're not going through the motions. We actually mm. give a crap. <laughs> That's my like simple way of putting it. I think I've been on a team, maybe two, that doing, you know, have all the artifacts, doing all the events, have the right, you know, accountabilities, but their heart just isn't in it and they're sick of it and they're tired and they're not improving, but they're checking the boxes. Yeah. So it's this really, it's not a team. Mm-hmm. You know, you can call yourself a scrum team, but are you really, you know, committed to each other? Do you care? Are you speaking up when necessary? I mean, I've seen some teams where it's like, okay, we know something's wrong and we're still doing it. Right. So I think it's, I mean, we could talk probably about the scrum values and actually living those out, but I think also really, really caring about what you're doing, caring about the people around you. Um, bonding together I think those are really important and that creates professional scrum to me yeah I mean yeah delivering value with those values just to overuse the word value is fundamental and and crucial and I think the, the point that you raised I think about team being at the heart of this the essence you know one of the criticisms of scrum often is that it is all about teams but at the end of the day they're the people that deliver the value and ultimately are accountable for that value and and that innovation and and the like so it's great to hear you care so much about teams all right so we try to keep these short um uh because uh you know it's about the average commute time obviously since the pandemic those commute times are a little bit more confusing but uh or maybe it's the time to go and iron two shirts or walk the dog so we try to keep it that sort of timeline of this podcast series um if somebody's listening to this and they might be you know maybe they're working on their first scrum project maybe they've been accidentally transported from executive assistant to to scrum master um what would you what would be the advice that you would give them i think what made me really successful is i was old enough to just try different things Hmm. and when i talk to people they kind of stay in this box so I'll say, oh, why don't you try this? They're like, isn't that a Kanban thing? I'm like, is, where does it say you can't do that? <laughs> like, where does it say you can't do that? Like, be willing to try new things with your scrum team. Uh, be willing to learn new things. And really just be courageous and and give it your best. I didn't personally have a mentor at that time. I wish I did. If I were to go back, I would also recommend getting a mentor. (laughs) So a lot of what I had to do, and depending on what type of environment you're in, you might not be able to get one, was trial and error. And, you know, when it was great, fantastic. When I failed, I admitted the failure. I took the lesson and I got better. And I think that's what I would recommend for anyone. I love that. That's really, really great advice. I, I love the... Getting outside your box, uh, I think it is so easy. I mean, I still, I do it and I'm, you know, supposedly I know a little bit about Agile and some of what we're doing. I get so into the routine and so into what I've always done. I sometimes forget to take that step back and try things just because life's always about learning. And the last thing you want to do is 
you know, on your deathbed, which sounds very depressing, but on or maybe your retirement party and you say, somebody says, oh, why did you do that? Or why didn't you do that? Which is an awful thing to hear. Or because I just didn't think to do it. And, and I think you can. So that's really awesome advice. Thank you for spending these 15, 20 minutes with us today. Uh, I, I, I've definitely learned a little bit about you. I'm super excited to come out and see you in LA now so that we can hang out in the valley, whatever that is. The, um, um, uh, I've, I've, yeah, I guess it's the bit below the mountain tops with the Hollywood sign, right? Is that right? Or is yeah, that... basically. <laughs> Gosh, that was a surprising uh, moment of uh, intelligence by me. So there we go. We, we so... always say like across, over the hill, the other side. <laughs> Over the hill. Okay. I can't wait to spend time with you over the hill at some time in the future. Thank you for sharing your insights. Um, uh, it's been uh, really valuable. Hopefully our listeners found that uh, as well. So uh, this is Dave West at the Scrum.org community um, podcast. I was fortunate today to hear Andriana Marshall, uh, a PST from LA, um, talking about her journey to become a PST and her passion for teams and making them really successful. Um, so thank you, Andriana, for today. Thank you. And thank you listeners for listening. I appreciate this and hopefully you got something valuable out of it. And, uh, and if not, there's always another podcast you can just come and listen to in the future. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye.